You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Coming in at 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the Razor Guide Pack has it all. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast brought to you by Arrowhead Land Company. Here you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight because here we go. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast. I am your host, John Hutspeth, and we got a really, really good show ahead of us. But before we get there, I want to give you guys a quick little update with what's going on in my world. Um, I have had this weekend circled on the calendar for at least a month, probably six weeks. Uh, the stars were kind of aligning. My wife has a girls weekend plan. She's taking the baby with her. My brother said I should be good with all the equipment and everything like that. And so my plan for this weekend was to plant food plots. Um, I'm planning to do about five acres of soybeans and two different plots. I got one big one in the back. I got a little bit smaller one, uh, kind of in the front of a ridge. And I have, like I said, I've just been waiting for this weekend for weeks and, uh, of course, it looks like Mother Nature is going to screw with my plan. Um, th- but the worst part is I, I'm not sure if she's going to screw with my plan or not. We're in that awkward, like, 50 to, like, 55, maybe 60% chance of rain. So, like, you know, I can't plan on it raining. I also can't plan on it not raining. And so I just don't know what to do. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick up the seed head out there because I know if I don't do that and it ends up not raining, I'm going to be really angry. So I'm going to go ahead and pick up the seed, head out there, and uh, and hope that I'm able to at least get the seed in the ground. Um, you know, one good thing, soybeans are Roundup ready, and so if it, you know, is wet and I can't spray, at least I can go ahead and get the seed in the ground and just spray later. So that's one good thing. Um, but in a, in a dream scenario, I'd get to spray and then plant and then, you know, I could spray again later if I needed to. But like I said, I'm just kind of having to, kind of having to just deal with the cards that I'm dealt. Um, at the very least, um, I did pick up a new, uh, protein feeder a few weeks ago and, uh, I'm, I'm planning to get that up and going. Uh, I set it out last or well, last time I was up there, which has been over a month now. 
um, but I haven't got to fill it yet, so I'm going to get that running. Um, I'm not buying actual protein because I can't afford that, but luckily, you know, that's one of the good things of, of being in the ranching business is uh, we have all kinds of ingredients because we make our own feed for our calves. And so I don't even know what we have at the moment, but we have usually have some kind of corn, either whole corn or DDG, something like that. Uh, some kind of filler like, you know, soybean holes or something like that. And then some other, you know, usual type of protein like roasted soybeans or uh, cottonseed, something like that. So basically whatever we got, I'm just going to mix it together. Uh, my brother and I, a couple years ago, bought an old uh, seed box for filling feeders. So I can mix up a little, little ration put it in the seed box, pick it up with the forks, and then take it out there and fill the protein feeders. So, um, again, I think, you know, I think it'll do some good for the deer as far as health is concerned, but almost more than anything, I'm really doing it just to kind of create like a feeding station. Um, you know, I just want the deer to have every reason in the world to spend time on my property. And so going to get that up and rolling. Um, I still have a few of my old uh, feeder pins open from when the guys came down and went hog hunting a few weeks ago. So going to go ahead and, and close those off. And, uh, and I, I need to trap some raccoons also while I'm out there. So, um, that's one good thing. Like, even if it does rain, I can at least still, you know, probably trap some coons and, and probably get the protein feeders running also, you know, unless it just comes a, a huge rain, which I don't think it's going to. Um, but like I said, in a perfect world, I'd also get the food plots planted. So we'll just kind of have to see what happens, but, uh, cross your fingers for me. Cause I would love, love to get some seed in the ground. Cause if I don't get it done this weekend, I honestly am not sure when I could get it done. So, so yeah, cross your fingers for me. But uh, yeah, that's enough for me. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. We have a really good one this week. We are talking to Mr. Cole Cannon of Buck Ventures. He's the chief producer and editor out there for Buck Ventures. And uh, come to find out, Cole and I actually have a connection together, which I didn't realize until uh, he killed a really nice buck this fall. Um, anyway, so just random day, uh, my buddy Randy sends me a picture and he's like, Hey, my buddy Hunter, his brother killed this buck. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like I, I knew Hunter, I've met him several times. And then, um, the next day I'm on Instagram and just scrolling through and I see that same picture and, uh, come to find out it's Cole and he works for Buck Ventures. I didn't know that up until this time. So, so yeah, fun little connection there. Um, we were able to meet up at the Backwoods show, exchange information and everything. And he agreed to come on the show and we talk about uh, a couple different things. He, he tells the story of his buck and we get to hear that. But if I had to really say what this episode is about, um, Cole gives a really cool insider's look of what it's like to be in the hunting industry, which I think something, you know, if everybody's honest with themselves, I think that's something that all of us really strive for, or at least dream about at some point in our lives. I know me, when I was younger, I dreamed of being on television. You know, I watched all the, all the guys on TV getting to hunt all the time and, and travel all over the world and, you know, killing 10 or 15 bucks a year and, and always dreamed of doing that type of stuff. And, and Cole's not quite there yet, but he's, he's working his way up and he has just a really cool view of being in the hunting industry. So he spends a lot of time behind the camera. He now gets to spend some time in front of the camera. And so he just talks about all that, the good, the bad, um, you know, the hard work, like, you know, it's way, way harder than most people realize. He talks about all the time it takes to put an episode together, the hours upon hours in the stand. And, you know, a lot of those hours, he's not getting to hunt. He's just kind of along for the ride. 
Um, but he talks about his passion for that side of it too. You know, the videography, the the photography, and everything like that. So uh, he does a great job, kind of telling about how he got into the industry. He talks about or gives some tips for you know people if you're looking to get into the industry, some things you could do, and uh, and just it's just a really really good conversation and so i hope you guys enjoy this i sure did i think it's a really good one hopefully cole can come on a few more times in the future and uh so yeah that's what we got this week so we're gonna hear a real quick word from our partners and then we're gonna get into my interview with cole cannon right after this deer season is over and now is a great time to pick up that property you've been dreaming about before next season if you're looking to buy or sell a piece of property give the hard-working agents at arrowhead land company a call their vast experience and knowledge of the state give them a huge advantage when it comes to buying or selling your property. Their agents stretch to all corners of Oklahoma, and they are quickly growing their team in other states as well. That's Arrowhead Land Company, hardworking agents for hardworking landowners. There is truly no place like the great outdoors in Oklahoma. When you're out in the wild, you want your wireless devices to work. Unlike other carriers, Bravado Wireless believes that coverage in rural areas is important so that you stay connected. With competitively priced plans and coverage where you need it, the mission of Bravado Wireless is to keep you connected no matter where you are. Visit bravadowireless.com or check them out at one of their retail locations. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. Hey everybody, welcome to today's show. And today we got a special guest with us. We have Mr. Cole Cannon. How you doing, Cole? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. We had some technical difficulties getting started here, but I think and hope we got them worked out now. So we'll we'll see if we can get this thing done. So yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, man. Well, cool. Well, to start things off, uh, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So uh, my name's Cole Cannon. I am. Uh, I guess I'm 26 years young. I'm gonna say young. <laughs> I feel kind of old now, but I'm uh-huh. gonna go with young. Um, and I've, uh, currently I work for Buck Ventures, uh, outdoors, which is a, a national television show. It's been on since, uh, 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of, to make myself sound important, I'm, I'm the chief producer and editor. Awesome. Uh, so I'm kind of in charge of the, all the production, um, of Buck Ventures. Then we actually have another show now called the Woodsman. That's going to be on the sportsman channel this, uh, coming this summer. So yeah, got a lot going on, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, been a blessing to be a part of it and can you know do something that i really love yeah man that's awesome and yeah being so young and and, and so far into the industry already that's that's got to be really cool so I'm sure yeah. hopefully hopefully you got a, a bright future ahead of yourself well yeah as long as, as long as i don't screw up and as long as i don't <laughs> don't punch the record button on 180 or something I, hopefully i can last for a while yeah 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 <laughs> and uh man i i definitely want to touch on some of that stuff and talk to you about uh just kind of how you got into the industry and being in the industry and all that stuff but uh but before we get there uh you were able to kill a really nice buck this year and everybody likes a buck story so if it's all right with you uh, i'd like to talk about that, about that just for a minute yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess the deer talking about my Kansas deer is what I'm assuming. Yep, yep. Uh, real quick before you get going, I got to tell yep. you a quick little snippet here. So uh, we, you know, I didn't put this together till later, but uh, uh, your older brother and one of my good friends are good friends, and uh, so I was sitting there one day and uh, I got a text from my buddy and he's like, "Hey, Hunter's brother, you know, killed this nice buck." And I was like, "Oh, you know, that's cool," but didn't think much about it. 
And then I can't remember if it was that same day or the next day, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see the same picture on the Buck Ventures, you know, Instagram page. And I was like, hold on a second. And <laughs> yeah. started kind of putting things together and, and asked Randy and he's like, yeah, he works for him. I was like, oh man. So, yeah. so right away I knew I wanted to have you on the show and uh, it just so happened that we, we finally met each other at the Backwoods show and, mm-hmm. and exchanged information. And I, I'm just now getting around to actually contacting you to have you on. But anyway, I just had to tell that quick little, it's a small world story. Yeah. Uh, before it you is get a into small world. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. This deer. Um, so this is it's in Kansas. It's on one of Jeff's farms. So Jeff Danker, he's you know he's kind of he's been the host of Buck Ventures and the owner of it for since it started. And um, he uh, he owns a couple farms up there. The the funny thing is, going into this season, um, we actually had a farm. It was we called the Caddyshack Farm. It was like three hundred acres. And uh, we had like four or five shooters on it. One was like a, you know, upper 80s deer. And these were deer we could have shot every day, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was two two days before season closed, or season opened, sorry. Two days before season opened, he ended up selling that farm. Mm. And, uh, so, you know, we had all these, these uh, intentions of going to shoot these bucks and all that. And he sold the farm, um, but ultimately he rolled that money from that farm into this current farm where i shot my deer um that we had actually been wanting for a couple of years it was just they kind of we felt like they had overpriced you know at the time mm-hmm. um but he's like you know what forget it it's it's going to be really good he's going to hold on to it for a while so anyway that's kind of how the season started um got cameras out on this new farm and you know had had some decent deer nothing that would really you know really got us excited we kind of focused our attention on his other other couple farms so um yeah when season started i had i had some good deer i was hunting you know i had a probably 155 inch eight point which i would be tickled with <laughs> uh you know my books that i was chasing and um actually saw them probably i don't know eight or nine different times um just couldn't get them within bow range and uh, you know we were just kind of hoping something would pop on this this farm that jeff had bought you know a few days after selling you know the farm i was talking about so um season rolls on I, i'm hunting there here and there you know it's not my job to hunt it's more to film you know that's what i'm paid to do so mm-hmm. uh filming jeff and we're traveling all over and he finally got some deer on the ground it started slow but we got some deer on the ground and um i believe it was december 10th yep december 10th we got a picture um you know a cell cam pic popped up on our phone and there's this deer um didn't know him from adam um but knew it was a big deer and um i guess from there until oh i think i ended up shooting him december 22nd so he showed up december 10th and started showing up pretty you know consistently Mm -hmm. um not necessarily in daylight but consistently and um tried to put together a game plan of how to go in and hunt this deer he wasn't quite in the best spot um we had one stand where he was showing up that you just had to have a perfect win or it wouldn't work just because there was so many deer that came out into this field. And, um, I'll never forget. I think it was December 18th. We, we actually had our office Christmas party mm-hmm. and, but it just so happened to be a day that it was like, it was deer hunting weather, uh, <laughs> big, big temperature drop pressure was through the roof, had the perfect win, uh, to go hunt that stand you know, everything lined up, but we had our office Christmas party. I'm like, yeah, he's probably going to daylight today. And sure enough, like like an hour and a half before dark, he uh, we get a picture of him. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know. So um, 
as soon as our Christmas party was over, we loaded up. I headed to Kansas, um, hunted them that next day. Didn't didn't see him. Saw a bunch of deer, uh, just not him. And then after that, the next two days, the weather turned like super hot, especially you know for December. Um, you know, you need it to be a little cooler. Deer starting to come back to food, that kind of stuff. So I actually opted not to hunt the next two days. We basically just hung out at the house, shot bows, went and checked other cameras. You know, just kind of messed around. Um, and then December 22nd, we got another little front pressure through the roof and had a perfect wind to go in. And um, he uh, he came in, or he, we saw him, I don't know, probably probably an hour and a half before dark. Um, he came in with another buck and 32 yards. And, I, you know, it should have been a chip shot. Chip shot and, uh, you know, you know how it goes. I ended up basically almost screwing it up, shot him way back, shot him high. Mm. Uh, thought it was guts you know i i kind of figured the deer was he was gonna you know expire um but thought it might be a while and then i wanted to check the arrow and it was just covered in blood and so come to find out i think i hit um i either hit the aortic artery you know that runs mm. along there or i caught his kidney um but we still we left him overnight uh just didn't want to you know push it Went in the next morning, actually called the dog just in case we, you know, we know somebody up there who has a really good dog and mm-hmm. um, ultimately didn't need her. Um, but the deer went 115 yards and yeah, just very, uh, very lucky, very blessed that, uh, you know, it's my biggest buck ever is like 177 inches. Mm-hmm. And just to be honest with you, he's, he's a, probably only a four-year-old. You know, we, mm-hmm. what we do is we try to let him get to at least five. Mm-hmm. Um, but this deer is one, you know, he wasn't ours. He was a neighbor's deer. And, uh, I thought Jeff was going to call me off of him, uh, <laughs> before I went to hunt, but he, he said, go ahead. And, you know, thankfully it, it kind of all worked out and yeah, it was a, a big blessing for sure. Yeah, man. Lots to unpack there. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You called it a neighbor's deer and this was pretty late season. So is this just, you know, the way y'all had the, the farm set up, you know, probably having a bunch of food, I'm assuming, that y'all just kind of, when things got tough and things started getting cold, y'all just happened to draw off the neighbors. Is that kind of how you describe it? Yeah, that's how, you know, we, we everybody talks about growing big deer, and we, we try to do that, but our, our what works best for us is literally stealing the neighbor's deer, and it's mm-hmm. usually with food. Um, and the other main thing is a lack of pressure. We just, we do not pressure our farms, um, you know, hardly at all um maybe you know the rut you know we kind of push in maybe a little more than normal um other than that we just let them sit we don't go in and out trying to check cameras even if our cell cams are dead you know we might just let it sit for a while and just you know know that they're probably there um but yeah this deer just showed up he was unpressured um and basically i hunted him um hunted him twice and ended up killing him that second day so yeah food's definitely a big factor and then pressure is probably, if not more important, I, I feel like. Yeah. Kind of a combination of those two things. So you said, mm-hmm. you know, y'all, y'all bought this farm basically right before the season started, correct? Yeah, he actually didn't. Yeah, he closed on this farm actually, I think, a couple of days after season started. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. you know, usually going into a season, we have our farms all mm-hmm. planted and, you know, set up the way we want this one we didn't really get to do that you know yeah. we just kind of had to go with what it was and mm-hmm. the previous owner had cattle all over it and just eat down to nothing and they were in and out all the time so yeah a lot changed on that farm between you know september when he closed on it and then when i killed it just there was a big difference in it 
Yeah, that and that's kind of what I was getting to. I mean, did y'all, even though season had started, did y'all still get in there and you know plant some food plots and and get some food on it, or did y'all just kind of let it, you know, basically pull the cows, let it grow up, and it was what it was. Yeah, we just kind of let like go, you know, as it was. There was mm-hmm. now the farm already had it had some crops on it, um, mm-hmm. just from the previous owner. You know, he still had the the farming rights, but it it didn't do much. It, we had no rain, just like a severe drought. Um, mm-hmm. It was supposed to have beans on it. There was very little beans, you know, that that made it. Um, mm-hmm. But really, I think the pressure. We yeah, we didn't get much now. Now, right now, we're we're going in right now and doing exactly how we want it with some food plot architecture and uh, you know Milo and beans and that kind of stuff. So it should be even better this year. Uh, but yeah, going in last year didn't get to do nearly what we try to do to a farm. You know, yeah. heading into season. Yeah, man, I I got the the opposite problem right now, or at least I think the opposite problem down in southeastern Oklahoma. I, uh, I'm actually hoping to plant some food plots this coming weekend, but, uh, mm-hmm. there's like 60% chance of storms every single day. And I yep. wish it would just, I wish it would either storm or be dry. Like one of the, like, you know, the storms would benefit me, but these little light rains, like, like I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be just wet enough that I can't get it in the ground. But, yep. uh, yeah, that's different, different story for a different day. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, yeah, we actually, we just, just yesterday, Yesterday and today, we we got some seed in the ground, and hopefully, there's there's a chance of rain the next three days. So we're we're praying that it actually happens. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to shift gears just a little bit, but I I just kind of thought of this question, and it's it's going to be kind of a bridge between the the hunting and the industry part. Mm-hmm. Um. So like you said, you know, you're producer, editor, and stuff. So obviously, your main thing is. I'm assuming filming Jeff and, and editing the shows and content and everything like that. But um, it sounds like you do get to do some hunting. So what is kind of like how much, I guess I'm asking kind of how much freedom do you have? You know, like if, if Jeff can't hunt one day, are you allowed to go? Do y'all kind of have specific deer that are Jeff only and, you know, you kind of get the management side or I, I guess I'm just kind of asking how that relationship works. Yeah. Um, so basically my, my hunting time is, pretty much solely dependent on how Jeff's season's going. Um, you know, if we get off to a fast start and he's shot a couple deer, you know, pretty quick, you know, I'll get to hunt more. Like last, or I guess the 2021 season, uh, he started off quickly. He shot three bucks, a couple over 180, you know, pretty early. So I think I hunted probably close to 30-something days, um, you know, in 2021. Now, last year, um, we started slow, Um I probably hunted a total of, you know, close to 20. So still got in some days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's usually dependent on how Jeff's going. And as far as the deer goes, Jeff Jeff has first pick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's he's the boss man. And, yeah, yeah. so it's – if I'm hunting his deer, there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, but we usually – you know, we – thankfully, we've, we've got some good ground. And we usually have some other, you know, good deer. I, they're not really – I wouldn't say they're management deer because they're yeah. – you know, me it's a trophy and you know, a lot of people would be a trophy mm-hmm. um but yeah it just kind of depends I'm, I'm definitely not hunting jeff's buck and mm-hmm. usually if jeff hadn't killed his buck he's hunting anyway so it's yeah. you know I, i'm kind of still filming so uh again it just varies it varies by state um mm-hmm. oklahoma kansas jeff he he wants to take off he's you know he's getting to the age where he wants to spend more time with his family at home and mm-hmm. um that gives me an opportunity to go to go do some more hunting now not that i'm going to be hunting the biggest deer on our farm i'll usually have a good deer you know 
at least 150 ish and above to, to go hunt and i'm mm-hmm. i'm more than happy to go shoot 150 any day of the week so yeah yeah nothing wrong with that spare 140 or 150 yeah yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> awesome yeah i was just i was just curious how that worked and everything so yeah, yeah. all right well, uh, yeah, like I said, definitely, you know, want to ask you some, some kind of more industry type questions. Uh, you know, my, when I was younger, I dreamed of being on TV and, you know, grew up watching, you know, all the old TV shows and everything like that. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I carried a camera around with me for a while cause I thought I was going to be, you know, YouTube famous and stuff and kind of, kind of grew out of most of that, uh, somehow wound uh-huh. up doing a, doing a podcast, but uh, but I know there's a lot of young people out there, or maybe not even young, a lot of people that dream of, you know, doing what you do or becoming the nef- the next uh, Jeff and everything. So um, I guess my first question is just kind of, you know, how did you get into it? You know, how did you wind up with the job that you have now? Yeah, so, um, you know, growing up, I, I kind of always had it, or my, at least my dad always had a camera uh, when we were out hunting or playing sports, whatever. He just always filmed everything. And um, as I got into college, I, I decided not to play sports and went into college and had quite a bit of free time. And that's when I really just got into the filming video side of thing and photography side of things and um, just fell in love with it. And, you know, we I had more time to hunt, so I was really out, you know, filming my hunt and that kind of thing. And I like just like you, I grew up watching all these shows, watching Jeff and Real Tree Monster Bucks and Major League Bow Hunter, you know, all these things. And I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to be a part of that, or somehow find a way to do that, you know. And um, I guess it was uh, my senior year of college, or going to, actually the summer before my senior year of college. Uh, Buck Ventures and Jeff, they actually opened up a pro staff, mm-hmm. and um, I applied to be a part of it. It's like you know. Somehow, some way, I want to be associated with it, um, just because what you know what they stand for. You know, it's Christ first, and then hunting, and I just really, really like that. And obviously, they shot big deer, which was just a plus. But anyway, applied for the pro staff, um, got accepted, and that was, I believe, the the meeting that pro staff meeting was June of 2018, and uh, went to it. You know, and my going into it, I, we were, I just thought, hey, I'm going to film, and maybe I can give them some content. You know to show on the show or something like that and uh so that was june and then my senior year of college i had to have an internship to graduate and basically you know my, my major at a and I went to texas a my major was sport management i was gonna work for the cowboys or the rangers or mavericks or something you know of that sort and um but my main love was was hunting and filming that's what you know if i could find a way to do that awesome but again like you said it's not an easy thing to do um but anyway i had to have the internship and i basically just called jeff and said hey i need an internship to graduate is this something y'all y'all do and he said well not really uh but come on out and we'll we'll figure it out and somehow some way i got my department to sign off on it i don't know if they knew that what i was coming to do (laughs) Uh, i don't think they knew i was coming to, to hunt and film and do that kind of stuff but they signed off on it and that was in January of, of 2019. Uh, did my internship until, oh, uh, probably April. Whenever I graduated was, I think, April or May. And basically they just told me not to leave. So um, that's kind of how I got into it. Kind of a, you know, right time, right place. Um, you know, I, I knew them a little bit just from the pro staff meeting and getting to shake their hand. And they, they sort of knew me. Um, but, you know, it's not like I just grew up 
you know, knowing Jeff or any of these people, um, it was just kind of a, you know, a blessing to get connected with them and then to have this opportunity. You know, there's a lot of people who are, I'm sure, way better than me at editing and filming, um, you know, out there. But it's kind of, you know, how they say it's it's who you know, not what you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of held true in, in my case as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. That's a cool story. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's say, oh man, I got two questions here trying to figure out which one I want to do yeah. first. <laughs> um, I'm going to do this one first. So, uh, you know, when I, back when I was, you know, interested in being in it and carrying a camera around with me and stuff, uh, I always had people kind of give me a warning and I even had people kind of reiterate this when I started the podcast, kind of that, you know, if you really love hunting, you need to be careful making it your job. Because it's, you know, it's easy to get burnout. Uh, you know, I've had p- people say the same thing about people who want to become a game warden or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something that you've experienced or know people who ex- is, is, has experienced where you finally kind of, you hit, you know, what you've been shooting for this whole time. And all of a sudden you're like, man, like waking up at 4 a.m. every day and going and sitting in the cold is not all it's cracked up to be. Did you ever have kind of a moment like that? Or are you still pretty, pretty gung-ho about it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say I'm still pretty gung-ho, and I will say this, I've been doing it for, this is, I think, my fifth or sixth year, I don't even know, but, um, it is, and people don't, probably don't realize it, but it is a job, um, Mm -hmm. to a degree. Now, it's still, you know, it's what I love to do, um, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it, but yeah, there's times you're like, man, this is, you know, this ain't all what I thought it was going to be. Now, that's Mm -hmm. very minimal, or minimal, and I, I, love it so i can push through that but yeah i mean there's times especially after a, a full deer season especially if it's been a long one you know it's been rough and not too successful i mean once uh, once january gets here i think our season here in oklahoma is the 15th mm-hmm. once the 15th hits I, i'm ready for a break mm-hmm. um but the funny thing is you know i'm, I'm i'll be so worn out and you know and then seasonal in and two weeks later, I'm like, okay, it needs to be hunt season again because um, <laughs> I'm ready to go. But yeah, I wouldn't say no. I have not burnt been burnt out. Um, yeah. I, I just I really like it. Um, and again, we go at our own pace. We go we go at it hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we need a, to rest for a day or so, you know, we'll we'll do that unless unless we got a big buck daylight and <laughs> yeah. we, we we push through. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I would not say I'm, I've been burnt out. It's just yeah. you get tired, just like everything. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or whatever. You get you get tired at points, but um, if it's what you love, you you can keep pushing through, and then um, that's what we do. Yeah, I I keep a note on my phone every year, and I wish I did it uh, a little bit more. But uh, like last year, I kept track of how many hours I spent leading up to the season. And then I keep track of how many sits I do, and I'll usually keep track of like you know mature bucks and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've always wanted to do hours. I just basically always forget, you know, like uh, today yep. I sat two hours or three hours or whatever. And I'm sure it'd be hard to give an exact number, but if you had to guess, you know, if you're counting filming and hunting, how many hours you spend, or you, or you could even do days if that's easier. You know, how many days, or if you had to guess hours, would you say you spend hunting every year? Um, hour, I don't know if I could do hours. I could probably give you a pr- approximate on days. Um, and then we, people can just do the math, I guess, on hours. But, um, we probably hunt in the fall, you know, from usually we start around September 1st, um, you know, go up north somewhere. We know they got an early season and then it ends January 15th. So 
I, we probably hunt um, a little over a hundred days a year, or a hundred days in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe more. It just depends. You know, like I said, when when Jeff's not hunting, I'm usually out hunting. So um, I'm, you know, compared to him, I probably hunt a little bit more just because you know that's that's my time <laughs> to go mm-hmm. out on my hunt. Um, and then um, yeah, I'd say between a hundred and. 120 days a year is kind of the guess um and again it depends on if things are going good you don't have to you know you don't have to get out and grind as much uh but if it's rough which usually trying to hunt big deer it's usually rough (laughs) yeah you can get you can get some definitely a lot of hours in a tree or in a stand um but again it's 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 a job but you know, when you think about, you know, I could be doing a desk job or something right now, it's it's hard to complain because there, there's a lot of people who I know would love to do what I do. And I, I will say it's probably more work than they think it is, um, mm-hmm. but it's still, you know, it's uh, it's a fun, it's a fun work for the most part, if that makes sense. Yeah. And man, I've, I've always thought this, cause again, I've, you know, tried to do some filming on my own and I've done some self filming and stuff like I've always thought in order to be a cameraman for a television show like you are, you have to at least equally, if not more, love the videographer side as you do the hunting side. Because mm-hmm. going, you know, going through all that when you don't even get to pull the trigger, um, I imagine there has to be, a, a, you know, still a draw to that. Is that is that accurate, or would you say the hunting side kind of drives the filming side? Um. I would say it's both. I, I, I love filming. I especially, you know, if you can get a big buck on film kill with just some epic, epic stuff. I, I mean, that's, that's what I live for. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are times where we're sitting there and we're on the big year. I'm like, man, I do wish I was the one pulling the trigger or <laughs> releasing the arrow. Um, but no, I, I love it. It's, it's a, especially what we do. It's a team effort. Me and Jeff or me and Daniel or whoever it is. Um, you know, whether Jeff shoots it or I shoot it, I, in a sense, I feel like I've shot it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't make the shot, but um, I love the filming side of it. I, I can't say that I love it more than the hunting side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still like to get out and hunt and, and be the one that, that shoots. But um, there is something special about, especially when we, we take some kids and maybe some people with disabilities and being able to film that for them and document it, that's, that's a pretty special deal. Mm-hmm. um that's i really really enjoy but yeah it's a love for both both sides of it i still enjoy getting you know behind the bow or the gun but i really love you know putting together a story or capturing a story you know in kind of a i guess to me it's a cinematic way you know it's just kind of how i like to see things and um you know enjoy it and hopefully people can see that through through our episodes or youtube or whatever it may be mm-hmm. gotcha what about kind of this kind of the other side of that? Um, you know, when, if when it's your day to hunt, are you still taking that camera with you, or are you kind of using that like, hey, this is my time. I just want to sit here, relax, and not have to worry about the cameras. Or are you still taking the cameras with you? No, we're yeah, cameras with us all the time. Um, I try my best. We, we've got other people here in the office, so if I go hunt, I try my best to have somebody else film me. Um, just because you know, used to self-filming that i mean that's what i live for was to self-film my own hunts but now i'm to the point I'm like you know i want somebody to just film me and i'll just hunt you know <laughs> yeah. just to take yeah. a break from the camera but no the camera's always with us um always you know way we do it we we film 
like we're going to kill every day, you know, whether mm-hmm. we kill or not, we still got to get all the same shots, you know, going into the hunt after the hunt, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, camera's always with us. I try my best to have somebody that are filming. Now, if I just have to self film, I'll do it. Um, I just, you know, I, I try to, I've been here somewhat long enough. So I try to talk some other people into coming to film me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you touched on one other thing that I want to make sure we, we hit. Um, cause I, I don't think a lot of people realize the work that goes into every single hunt when you're trying to do this filming, you know, not just the extra equipment and everything like that, but the, the interviews, the B roll, uh, talk about that a little bit, just kind of what goes into, you know, an episode when y'all shoot a buck and, and just kind of the everyday ha- uh, hustle of it. Yeah. So, you know, anybody, or I, I feel like anybody can kind of go out and maybe fill a, film a kill of a deer or whatever it may be. You know, that's, I don't want to say that's the easy part cause it's not easy, but that's just one aspect of it, especially for a TV show. We, there are shows that just kind of show all the kills and that, but we, you know, Jeff told me, Hey, we, we want to tell the story of everything that goes into it, whether it's from, our farm work that we do in the summer or, you know, the actual hunts or whatever it may be. So we, we try to document everything. Um, and so, yeah, you're pretty much constantly thinking, especially during season, you know, I've got to get, I've got to get the B the B roll shots for this hunt. Um, you know, whether it's walking to the stand or after a hunt, you know, filming, doing interviews in the truck or at the lodge, um, you know, and once, once the actual hunt is over and it's just say in the evening, you know, then you got to come back and dump all the footage and keep it organized. Um, it's a lot of work. I, I, I think I do well at it cause I'm a very organized person. Like I don't like things out of, you know, out of sorts. So, uh, it just kind of comes naturally to me, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to document everything. Um, whether it, you know, I, I don't know exactly how many hours of footage we use for an episode but it's all got to be condensed down into basically 22 minutes so there's a lot of stuff that nobody will ever see uh that we filmed um you know usually you just see the good stuff on tv but uh yeah it's it's pretty much constant work there's a lot of thinking and trying to be creative and um kind of have your own style goes into it um everybody's different um but yeah it's 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 a lot of work now Mm -hmm. it's fun work but it is work yeah I, uh, I think I've told this story on here before. What really kind of put a bad taste in my mouth with the filming, I, one season I kind of dedicated. I was like, all right, this is the year. I'm going to take the camera every single time. I don't know how many times I took the camera with me, had the camera arm and everything. And finally, it was November rut. Uh, nice eight point came in, perfectly centered, got the shot off. Was so excited, you know, got it all on film. But uh, when I was tracking him, you know, I, I tracked him, found the buck, set the camera up, did the whole interview and everything, and uh, you know, then gutted the buck and got him all cut up and everything. When I went to review the footage, while I was tracking him, I guess a limb caught the cord for my microphone, and yep. it, it didn't pull it all the way out, but it pulled it out enough to where like it wasn't recording through the microphone or the camera. So like all the audio that I did was just you know scrapped and and uh so basically you know the footage was essentially worthless because you know there was no audio to it and man that i i was so mad i think the next year i don't think i carried the camera a single time i was like i'm done with it uh i've gotten to where now i i carry it basically if i think i have a really good shot of killing something i'll carry it and that's more just for instagram and you know the podcast and stuff i'm not Mm -hmm. trying to do anything professional so um 
Yeah, it's I I I actually just uh, I shot a turkey last weekend, and I had my GoPro with me, and uh, I set set it up to where the, my decoy was kind of on the left side because I just knew this bird was going to come from the right, and of course he circled around and came in from the left, and so mm-hmm. I did get I did get the shot on uh, film, but I didn't get any of the strutting or action or anything like that. So yeah, yeah man, it it's tough. Well, yeah, if you're just constantly you know constantly having to think and make sure everything's right. Um, I think, uh, Jeff actually tells the story at his, I can't remember what year it was. It was back in the early days. He, um, it was the first, uh, 170 plus that he shot on film, um, and shot it, you know, it was all good. They went and did the recovery and right before Jeff was about to, you know, gut the deer and cut them all up. They, the producer at that time checked it and realized that the entire, recovery and everything didn't have a you know didn't have audio mm. and so basically they had to pull the buck back out of the truck and go redo everything <laughs> uh and that was actually the the first buck that jeff was on monster bucks and uh, on the cover of monster bucks and kind of kind of changed his career for people to know you know you know know who he is and that so if yeah if they wouldn't have uh if they wouldn't have caught that and had cut the deer up and all that and lost all that it you know it could have almost could have changed everything his whole career mm. and stuff. so yeah, it's just constantly making sure things are right, and um, you know if something is screwed up, you just got to go back and redo it, mm-hmm. which is the power of editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have the right to the best wireless service. Bravado Wireless provides the best mobile wireless, high-speed internet, latest devices, and customer service at prices you feel good about. Bravado Wireless strives to put these values first and offer you the best wireless service available. See what they have to offer at bravadowireless.com or one of their retail locations in eastern Oklahoma. Let Bravado Wireless connect you to your family, friends, and business partners all over the world. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. Well, really just kind of got one more for you, and it's I think it's going to be hopefully an easy one, but... Let's say somebody's listening to this and they say, "Man, I want to do that. You know, I want to be on TV or involved with it." Um, you got any tips or pass or suggestions for somebody who wants to actually get into the industry? Yeah, um, I don't know if there'll be good tips. I can recommend some stuff, um, yeah. but um, first of all, you know, make sure you love it, which I know I'm about everybody does. Um, you know, you got to get, I'll just say, if you're trying to do the, the filming aspect of it, you've got to, you got to know how to edit. Um, there's a lot of people that can go out and film. There's only a handful that can edit and edit well. So, uh, to make you, your, you know, to make yourself more valuable, especially in an already small industry, um, you know, having the ability to edit and edit well is a, a big plus, you know, just makes you more valuable. Um, if you can do both. Uh, as far as kind of getting into it, I can't say one way is better than another. I do know there, there's several um, shows out there um, like Midwest Whitetail and Hunting Public and all these that, that offer internships. Um, honestly, that's probably one of the best ways to, to try to get in the industry. I'm not going to say it's easy because there's probably a lot of people who apply um, but you really you just got to get your foot in the door. Um, you know, go to go to shows and meet people and you know, see if they could use some help. Even if you just go film, um, you know, a couple hunts a year for them, you know, kind of as a freelance guy, that's one way to, to get your name out there. And, you know, maybe, maybe it'll turn into something, you know, full time. 
Um, but internships, again, that's how I started. That's how we got two other guys here in the studio. That's how they started. We kind of started a little internship program because uh, we always need help. And, you know, free or cheap help is the best help. <laughs> uh, so we, we got some interns or in, we had interns and now they've turned into to full time people. Um, and then freelancing for for outdoor companies, you know, not necessarily maybe it's not necessarily hunting shows, but um, you know, outdoor brands, um, you know, they have, to, you know, especially today, you've got to have a lot of content. It's a content media driven world. Um, and people are always looking for freelance videographers or photographers. Um, but again, you gotta, you gotta kind of, ma- I don't want to say you have to master it completely, but you gotta know what you're doing. Cause there's a lot of people out there who, who are good at taking photos and videoing and editing. And I can tell you, they're probably a lot better than I am. Um, but thankfully I, I got my foot in the door with, with Jeff and them, um, that's gnome and, and kind of got lucky. So I don't know if that helps because there's, you know, it's, it's, it is a small industry in a sense. Um, and, and it's not easy, but, um, if you can just get your foot in the door, that's all you're looking to do. That's, you know, that's probably the best ways uh, internships a great way to do it. I'm sure there's other, other ways around it. Um, but that would be my, my number one. I guess, um, recommendation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, cool, Cole. Uh, well, man, I want to give you a chance. I know you got a lot of things to shout out here where can, you know, where all people can find you and your shows and your work and everything. So, uh, man, just start rattling them off. If people are interested in seeing buck ventures or, you know, the show stuff on YouTube, Instagram, just start rattling them all off. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of them. So you can mm-hmm. follow me if you want personally. I just I uh, I just try to post some cool stuff every now and then on Instagram. Uh, it's just at underscore Colcan underscore. I think that's Instagram and all that. Um, yeah. So Buck Ventures, uh, we've been on Sportsman Channel for 19 years. It's actually our 20th year anniversary this year, um, and we are moving to Outdoor Channel. So we're we're pretty pumped about that. So we're on Outdoor Channel. Um, our anchor time which is we're on it now i think it's currently like thursdays at six or seven p.m in the afternoon or in the evening uh starting here on june um 29th that's when our our new season airs uh we'll be on outdoor channel at 7 30 eastern um and there's a handful of other airings but that's our main airing 7 30 eastern on outdoor channel we've got another show called the woodsman which is our buck ventures pro staff it's made up of like 300 people all across the country filming for a show called the woodsman. Um, it's going to start airing that same time. I think it's, um, June 28th at eight o'clock Eastern, uh, on sportsman channel. Now bug ventures has YouTube. We've got TikTok, social, you know, Instagram is just that bug ventures, same on Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah, we just try to, you know, post some good content. We, we kind of, one of our, or Jeff's big things is to, you know, help educate people. So we, we try to help educate people as best we can. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We got a podcast. I'm just going to plug my own podcast on this mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, we just started it. Oh, not too long ago. Uh, just called between the brows. It's pretty much deer hunting related there. You know, there's times we, we just get onto something random, but, um, kind of what we're up to tips and tricks. We've, we've actually coming up, we got some really good, um, good guests coming on so between the brows it's on spotify apple 
Uh, we actually do a video podcast on our YouTube channel. So, yeah, I know there's a, there's a lot there. So we're <laughs> we're kind of all over. We we stay busy, um, which in today's world you, you got to stay uh, relevant in a sense. So we we try to have as much as we can, and hopefully people enjoy it. Awesome, man. I really, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah, anytime we can get some, some big buck stories and some, some good info about the industry all in one episode, I call that a win. So, so yeah. Um, well, sweet, man. Well, I will let you go. Uh, like I said, I really appreciate this. And uh, until next time, we will talk to you later. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Yep. And there we have it. Great conversation with Mr. Cole Cannon of Buck Ventures. Huge shout out to him for coming on the show. Um, man, lots and lots of good stuff there, especially for you young folks of, you know, who maybe dream of one day being on the big screen, being on television, chasing that dream. Really, really good stuff. So thank you, Cole, for coming on. Thank all you guys for listening. Um, again, I just I could not do this without all of you. So lots of good content coming throughout the summer. We got a lot of good shows ahead of us. And I, I think this is the first time I'm going to say this, but man, hunting season will be here before you know it. I mean, really, we're just a couple months away. Turkey season's over. We got a little time to do some fishing here over the summer. And, uh, you know, September, October is going to be here before you know it. So get to shooting your bow, shoot your rifle, shoot your muzzle loader, whatever you plan on chasing stuff with. Get out there, practice with it, hone your skills, and that is going to do it for this week. So until next time, I will see you guys right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast.